This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey there, welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host, author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, and I'm really psyched you're here. This week, I'm talking about reinvention at midlife. And I had a realization the other day. So I'm 52. I'm totally at midlife. And my daughter is 14. She is totally at the dawn of teenagerhood. And I have been realizing lately how alike we are just in terms of where we are in life. We are both hormonal. (laughs) She's on different trajectories. Her hormones are rising and mine are declining, but still hormones have a big effect on your life and they're having a big effect on ours. But our hormonal status is also making us very prone to just telling it like it is. And we're both feeling like kind of silly. She's still young enough to, I don't know, do silly stuff, make fun of herself a little bit. I'm old enough now that I am really enjoying being silly and not caring about being mature or what have you. And I might have thought about when I was in my early 40s. And we're also both kind of dealing with new levels of responsibility. Her levels of responsibility are growing and mine are sort of declining as my kids get older and I don't have to be there on a moment to moment basis in the way that you do when kids are younger. And so we're kind of meeting in the middle a little bit. And like puberty, midlife is the dawn of a new era. Like I was saying in Monday's episode, you can still have decades left at midlife. I mean, You've been alive for decades, right? And you're only halfway through your life expectancy, basically, roughly, mathematically. That means there's decades more to come. And so it's kind of like our lives are both stretching out in front of us with new possibilities and possibilities that we can't even imagine at the moment. And that is kind of a cool thing about being at midlife and also kind of a cool thing about being a teen. There is also something about being a teen that makes things feel everything is urgent and dramatic. And when you're at midlife, realizing that you're in the back half of life can give you a sense of urgency. It might not be quite as dramatic as when you're a teenager. And yes, you do still have decades, but you also get in a visceral way that you're not going to be around forever. And that can be very motivating. Teens are also really about learning. This is when they're coming into taking new subjects at school. You know, in elementary school, you got to take the same damn subjects all the time. But in high school, you get to start to choose your electives and maybe you find a hobby or a sport or something. Of course, this can happen for younger kids. But in my experience, it really blossoms in the teen years. And being at midlife and embarking on a new phase of life is a huge opportunity to start doing things differently and doing different things. And Frankly, midlife is a common time for things that have always worked for you to stop working. 
between perimenopause and just aging in general, maybe your body is changing, you feel like you can't eat the same foods that you used to eat, maybe you can't drink the same way that you used to drink, maybe you can't work out in the same way that you used to work out. Also, ADHD can be hormonally triggered and it can bloom now as your hormones change, just as it can bloom for girls going through puberty. So when you're at midlife, you've got to welcome the new. Now, of course, there are ways that midlife is different than being a teen, and those are very good things. And I'm going to talk about those right after the break. Seriously, this is some cool stuff about what happens in midlife that we don't really, I, that was news to me, and it was very good news. So stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, welcome back. So teenagers, not that self-confident, right? I mean, maybe it's coming back. Maybe it really bottoms out around 12, 13. This is what I'm hoping. My daughter is 14. It seems to be kind of on an upswing. But at midlife, women's self-confidence is really on a steady upward trajectory. There was a study that was published in the Harvard Business Review that tracked both men's and women's self-confidence over the decades. And it was really interesting because men's self-confidence starts off really high, and then it dips at midlife, and then it gradually comes back later. But for women, it started lower than men's, as you can imagine, and it was kind of a steady incline throughout life. So that means after midlife, you are just feeling more and more self-confident and more self-confident than you have ever been. Isn't that exciting? And I think that that helps explain why at midlife and beyond, you just have fewer and fewer F-U-C-Ks to give about what other people think. And that is so different from teenagers. (laughs) It's really a wonderful thing and very, very freeing. So really, all these circumstances of midlife Everything is setting you up to try new things. You've got the self-confidence to try something new and fewer F-U-C-Ks to not really care about looking like a fool because you don't know how to do something. Also, novelty is so nourishing for your brain health, which is something that I'm going to dive more deeply into later this month. Novelty and doing new things and learning new things forces new neurons to grow and connect to each other. So if you're concerned about dementia in your later years, which I have seen surveys that say 65% of us are, I am one of those 65% for sure. Both my grandmothers had dementia. Well, it's all the more reason to try something new. And novelty is also really good for your relationships. If you are partnered and maybe the kids are getting older and more autonomous and you've been more like partners in logistics for the last 
10 or plus years than a romantic couple, you could probably stand to do some of those new things together and you'll be benefiting your own selves and each other and your relationship to each other. Barbara Bradley Haggerty wrote a book called Life Reimagined, The Science, Art, and Opportunity of Midlife. Barbara is a journalist, and so she did all this research about what is going on with us at midlife and then implemented those strategies that research suggested into her own life. And she found that two of the biggest threats to a long-term marriage are boredom and mutual neglect. So taking all the novelty research that she had been studying into account, she and her husband decided to go on an RV trip through the Blue Ridge Mountains, something neither one of them had ever done, a place neither one of them had ever really visited. And she wrote in an article about the experience, honestly, I thought nothing could be more pointless or boring Something went wrong almost every day. We got caught in a flood. The brakes nearly went out. We could not figure out how to dump the black water, don't ask, for some time. And we had the time of our lives. So now is really a time to embrace your inner teen and try something new. Bonus points for trying something novel that also includes physical activity. You could go ballroom dancing with your partner. You could play pickleball with your partner or not. I mean, you don't have to get your partner involved if they're just not interested, please. But maybe you can kill a lot of birds in one stone. You could take care of yourself. You could get more physical activity and you could revive your relationship. You could try axe throwing. (laughs) Most everyone could stand to move more. We live in an awfully sedentary world. So by picking up a new physical activity, you can improve your health and meet a crew of new friends too. My daughter, the teen, went out for soccer this year after having never touched a ball. Her knees were knocking so loud that first day of practice, but she loved it. She made friends. She enjoyed the sport itself. She got regular exercise, which was awesome for her mood. And we can do that too. So are you feeling ready to embrace your inner teenager? Is there something you've been sort of halfway thinking would be nice to learn or do or try that you could weave into your New Year's plans? My husband and I are getting interested in sailing, and we're planning on taking some sailing lessons together this summer. And I'm so excited for us. I'll keep you posted on how that goes, and hopefully by sharing it here with you, it will help keep me accountable to actually make the time to do it. (laughs) But we live right by Narragansett Bay in Rhode Island, which is beautiful, and where you can't really get lost as it's pretty narrow. And there are lots of islands where, if we capsize, we could swim to. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I have thought about this. We also have a community boating center and a very low-key yacht club where we can rent little boats while we're learning and someone will come fetch us if need be. So that's my plan for novelty. I'd love to hear what your plan for novelty is. If you are thinking about something and want to get some accountability, email me. Let me know, kate at katehanley.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram. I am Kate Hanley author. And then come back next week when I am pretty sure I'm talking about simple, effective, and fun ways to take care of your brain health. We'll build on this idea of novelty and do what we can to keep our brains healthy and happy throughout the rest of our lives. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. 
send me an email by clicking on the contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 